Over the last week, the left has taken some massive cultural blows. It's looking bad for Disney right now, considering that they no longer have the tax breaks in Florida that they've had since Lord knows when, thanks to Ron DeSantis. CNN Plus didn't even last a month. The Obamas have been booted from Spotify. And Netflix loses $50 billion in one day. The left is taking some cultural blows, and we're going to discuss all of that. We're going to give you our take. We're going to give you some great commentary and analysis of the whole thing because it is very culturally relevant. And then we're going to cap off the episode with giving our take on the new Pusha T album, It's Almost Dry. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You could donate an amount of your choosing. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So in today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with the culture relevance, the, the, the cultural blows that the left is taking in the current culture war because uh, Seems like politics has become the culture war. It's very important, especially in a midterm year, and it's very interesting. So we're going to start off with that. And then for those of you that don't particularly care about rap or hip hop or music albums or reviews and that such thing, then I guess the episode could end there for you. But the ones that want to stay here and listen to us give our take on the new Pusha T album, it's almost dry. Feel welcome to stick around because uh, for us, it, it's important. We, we're big Pusha T fans. We are uh, 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 rappers or, or used to be rappers or one is a rapper and one used to be a rapper. Uh, but, you know, we have music. So it, all of that stuff, we, we rock with all of that stuff. Um, but kicking it off. As a lot of you may have heard, as a lot of you may be aware, what a week it's been for media, the left, in this culture war. Um, CNN Plus, no more. Netflix loses $50 billion in one day. The Obamas have been booted from their Spotify contract. Essentially, it's not being renewed. And uh, Disney loses its tax breaks in Florida. Um, 
Why did they lose its, its tax breaks in Florida? Because it's been really publicized and, and kind of on Disney's part uh, openly about the fact that they're trying to groom children yeah. into the LGBTQ lifestyle. So kicking it off, uh, I, I like to, to kick things off with a, a question out of those four instances of the left taking cultural blows, CNN Plus, boom, the Obamas booted, boom, Disney's tax breaks revoked, boom, Netflix losing $50 billion in valuation in one day, boom. What do you think is the most meaningful one, the most impactful one, and why? The Disney. And why? Because Republicans need to grow some fucking balls. And DeSantis has been in the forefront of being that for Republicans in the when it comes to lawmaking. Lawmake. Like make these moves because like talk is cheap, but where's the ink? Like I need to see. And so to me, it's important that culturally you do, you know, speak up, but unless that's just being backed up by actual action it does not matter and so like um cnn plus um what is it netflix the obamas that's all just a product of like you guys have garbage and i mean it gets phased out because like nobody likes this shit and you can't force people and so that's cool but then the next step after that is like nobody is fucking with what you're on disney so now here get that like and so it kind of goes hand in hand w with some of the stuff you've been kind of sharing on, on twitter and actually you even talked to me about when it comes to the that book woke ink mm -hmm. how like you were explaining to me that that like f after occupy wall or during occupy wall wall street the fucking wall street execs were like well we need to like get these eyes that are on us and and do something yeah like and then that's when fucking identity politics got put in the forefront. Oh, no, 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 no it's because you're black. Oh, it's because you're Latino. Oh, it's because you're a female. Oh, feminism. Oh, Black Lives Matter. Focus on that. And then and then to further that, it, it shows the, 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 the difference of where we were in 2012 and where we were in 2020. And you had re reposted this dope-ass picture, which actually let me uh, pull it up. It was like... Basically, what the left was on in the you know early twenty or like early yeah early twenty tens as opposed to the early twenty twenties, and to me, what that was a representation of is like these people who don't really do their homework are easily duped and then don't even realize how stupid they sound. So here's the meme. The so it's a, a set of six pictures and divided so it's like 2012 and 2022 so the first one is as pfizer and big pharma fucking people protesting that shit that's 2012 2022 everyone has masks everyone just oh pro pfizer pro all this yeah 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 big pharma yes the second picture um no new wars um people 
protesting that now we're with ukraine like yes let's 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 get into this situation ain't got shit to do with us let's start world war three and then the third one which was the occupy wall street it's occupy corporate greed uh and now motherfuckers got mickey mouse hats and all this shit and now you have and again you've pointed out quite well how the left tax big corp corporations and then DeSantis is like, oh, you're right. <laughs> Does it? And then it's like, how dare you tax big corporations? Yeah. It's like, but, but it's cool because, again, to me, the most important part is that, all right, well, you motherfuckers want to get on that shit. Fuck that tax exempt. Oh, you you want to you wanna not value a company for, for their value, but add all this woke shit that ain't got shit to do. All right, cool. You ain't going to get these benefits either. And until Republicans grow some balls, and I think that the biggest fucking balls in the room, I have to definitely be Trump and DeSantis. Trump, when it comes to the to the fucking kingpin of where the Republicans are, and DeSantis is the one who's saying, nah, yeah, we're on that. We're on that. Like, until everyone gets on that shit, then, then not, like, I don't want it. And so people, to me... Um, politicians in general they'll talk they'll talk they'll talk but this is why it's important to remember the romneys to remember to remember even the democrats the 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 mansions like these are the people that regardless of their party they take action for american uh for a better america the romneys no 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 not no i'm saying mansion no remember the romneys as in like get the fuck out of here like the republicans that were on that shit, get them out of here. But the oh, man, yeah, the Romneys, yeah. Liz Cheney, Kinzinger, all yeah, first get them out. But then, but then, like the, but also be realistic enough for you see a guy like Manchin, you see a, 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 a politician like Cinema, is like, well, I probably don't agree with this person on on many things, but at least they have America's best interest at hand. And it's like, well, I can agree with that, and I can see that you're a patriot. Now, what do you say? Because this is what's funny. And this is where the left could take a page out of the book of the right. I'm not on the left, but I can cultivate, because I think logically, I can cultivate arguments that would benefit the left. And it's funny because out of all the people that I hear and have seen outraged about this whole Disney situation and the, 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 the tax breaks being revoked, I have not heard this argument of well it's two it's it's actually a a a a multifaceted argument uh the first aspect of it is well isn't a tax break there to incentivize a business to be able to grow to give jobs and everything like that yeah so why are you correlating what we want to do as a business, as a corporation, in terms of what we're on, like yeah. the, the the media that we're creating, and regardless as to the undertones of that media, we're still creating jobs and we're still doing yeah. the thing that these tax breaks are in place to do. Yeah. You know, how do you, what, what do you respond to that? And then the second part of the argument is well you're accusing us of grooming children towards the lgbtq lifestyle 
But what about like all the other movies, Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid, where it's a heterosexual relationship? We were not, you didn't accuse us of grooming children towards the straight lifestyle. Yeah. So those are two, and granted, those are arguments, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. Those are arguments that I just cultivated because the left, out of all the outrage, I haven't heard them come up with those solid arguments. Yeah. What, what you got what you got from from the 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 house in Florida is the, those motherfuckers walked out. They didn't wanna they didn't want to partake yeah, in it. Goofy. So it's like rather than you stand there and have a viral moment of of actually having a true argument like, hey, I'm against this for this and this reason. Yeah. We're gonna be mad and throw a tantrum and walk out. But yeah, but going back to playing devil's advocate and asking you that question how would you respond to that or what would your rebuttal be to that i think extreme times extreme measures call for extreme measures in a way and and what i mean by that is in 2022 where we're at is vastly different like than where we were just even two years ago from from the the way the 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 virus has has taken a toll on on like the economy and stuff like that and the way that that the left wields their power like unchecked the right has to start meeting the left with the same energy now that means that yeah there will be some casualties at war but that also means that i think it opens up the market for competitors let me give you an example where it might hurt Disney, and Disney might even say, oh, hey, you know what? We're leaving. And of course, and I'm not saying that the Daily Wire is on some, like, we're going to be on some Disney World stuff, but if and when they start growing and start creating more stuff and then want to to, to venture, you kind of do leave an opportunity for other competitors that, that don't really want to be on that. So, So to me, it's like, at what point do you keep feeding into what these people are on you know what i mean it's it's the same thing as like like uh when well we were talking about how like uh what was it uh not blackrock the other company vanguard. vanguard you see that the powers that be and the people with the big bucks they'll they'll wield their power and so you have to kind of create laws that kind of cut them off a little bit and you're like shit these people you're kind of giving them a slap in the hand, like no, 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 we ain't on that, we ain't on that. So, but, but I guess, but my question is this: other corporations, other big businesses, they get tax breaks, and those tax breaks are in the form they they come because of to incentivize these businesses. Yeah. So, my question is: Do you? agree with those sorts of incentives for businesses wait what incentives in particular tax breaks like tax, tax break breaks tax break I, incentives for businesses in general i think oh so yeah i mean if you want right to so, bring in com- businesses right you have to you have to incentivize right so now the 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 issue is where do you draw the line between okay well this is a tax break to incentivize big business, yeah. but now it's like, well, 
it's like it becomes a thing of like, well, we're picking and choosing. Like, we'll give this business a tax break, but not this business a tax break. And so the thing is this, it's like, even though they haven't used this argument and they're fucking stupid for not using it, but the argument is, well, you're you're taking our tax breaks away, even though we're still a corporation and we're still a big business and we still employ a lot of people. So all of the reasons that you're giving us these tax breaks from the from the beginning are still there because we're still a big business. We still employ a lot of people and all of that stuff. But you're taking the tax breaks away because you're accusing us of grooming children. But where, but like we've been making like romantic movies and movies involving, you know, princesses and, and princes and, and, and heterosexual love. And like, you've never had a problem with it. So yeah. now that like our content is going in this direction, even though we're still a big business and providing a lot of jobs and everything like that. Now, all of a sudden you're taking these tax breaks away. That's what I'm saying is how do you reconcile that argument? Well, at that point it becomes kind of the, uh, more of a biological argument because like, for example, beauty and the beast, that's a biological, like just using that example, that's a biological truth. When you accept the LGBTQ community, you're not accepting like you're accepting the whole bag. So like transgenderism, you're accepting. So it's a lot more complicated. These people don't even understand like being part of the LGBTQ community. Like and what I mean by that is like being gay or lesbian doesn't mean that you even agree with some of the stuff in the LGBTQ. Yeah. So I think it's a Trojan horse, just like Black Lives Matter is a Trojan horse for, for, for that communist shit. But, but it, see, the, the thing with Black Lives Matter is like, with Black Lives Matter, that's like, that. in my opinion, that's easier to argue against yeah. because the claims that Black Lives Matter makes, they're not based in, they're not based in fact. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it's like, oh, police, police, like they, they're, they're, they're hunting uh, black people, but the facts, the data yeah. shows otherwise, it shows that that's not the case. Uh, oh, well, uh, systemic oppression. Well, there's nothing that applies to black people. There's no law. There's no laws in place that apply to black people that yeah. don't apply to other races. So how is that a systemic oppression? If the same law that governs yeah. that this particular set of people ends up in jail is the same law that governs all races. This, so yeah. that's like a that's like a, a more a more uh, 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 palpable argument. Yeah. But but with this, it's like well, Still this is all yeah. like fairy tales and shit. So like it's like like you were using the example of like oh Beauty and the Beast. Like it's natural, but this motherfucker is a beast. <laughs> like, you know that what I'm saying? It's too real. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, how do you? So now, so now, like, you know, like, how do you? That's what I'm that, saying. How do you reconcile that? But, okay, so let's let's talk about the LGBTQ community as far as like some of the shit that's part of that umbrella. So. Now you're adding into the culture 
into the mainstream culture something you don't even truly understand look at like the suicide rates in, in transgenderism like before what is it a uh, pre-op and post-op the suicide rate almost stays the same they still have the same problems like yeah with their identity so it's like you're you're pushing something that might not even and i'm not saying i'm not here fucking advocating like oh f- fuck uh, transgenders i don't fuck with them i'm not saying that but what i am saying is like this community is even confused within themselves wouldn't it make more sense to like look into it more and to so now you're adding a slew an umbrella of things gender pronouns you're adding you're like how many how many uh genders are recognized in new york 36 like it's all this new mainstream shit that isn't even flushed over doesn't make a lot of sense doesn't even like correlate with anything that we look at like scientifically biologically and so coupled with the fact that like the undertone behind it and the politics behind it you know what these companies are on you know what they're pushing it doesn't stop with that like the like i still put the lgbtq um stuff next to the black lives matter stuff next to the feminist stuff because it's all left-wing things now i'm not saying that everybody that says that like whether it be a black lives matter whether whether, uh, or if you represent the lgbtq community or whether you you say you're a feminist that that you agree with everything the left is on but the left has weaponized these movements to infiltrate corporations and make it more of a instead of a capitalist country more of a corp corporatist company and so you have to combat that somehow and so i understand what you're saying i understand that some people might be like and and it, and it's a good argument and it's an argument that i'd like to see like let's say a ben shapiro and maybe a bill maher talk about that shit and really like get into it yeah. shit even ben shapiro and tucker carlson but it's still a conversation that has to be had that has not been had. And we're just at this point. Oh yeah. All right. Get on, get, get on that shit. All right, cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let it ride. And even a third argument could be like, well, the Obamas didn't make it. CNN plus didn't make it. What makes you think Disney was going to make it with or without the tax exempt? That's another argument. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes the market dictates itself. But to me, it's one of those things that at this point you kind of have to stand for something right now. Like I, I, I think the 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 most solid argument that that could be made, and if I was, because I always, whenever I'm on like the side of something, which in this particular case I am on the side of of DeSantis and what they did over in Florida. But I always look at like, well, what in in my mind, being a, a a a strategist and a tactician, it's like what would be the most compelling arguments against my position, and so that's what the, what I came up with. I was like, oh well, and you know that that's kind of reasonable. You know, if I was on the other side, yeah. that's the argument that I would come with. Even though these motherfuckers haven't came with that argument, um, cut me a check. No. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah. but uh, 
my rebuttal to that argument would be the fact that in I don't know if they were leaked or if they were just publicized or, or where they came from, those those Zoom calls with those Disney execs. Yeah. If you watch them, that LGBTQ shit that they're on, it's agenda driven. See, and that's where you have an argument now because right. if somebody makes an argument, well, oh well, you could say that we were grooming kids to be heterosexual. Well, there's no evidence that that was agenda driven. All that we have is that like whoever yeah. wrote these stories, that's like the na the natural course of yeah. the stories that they wrote versus what we see here now is like you have an agenda. So essentially what you what you've done is weaponize yeah. this art form. Yeah. Well, no, because now we perceive what you're doing as rather than while yes, you still do provide a lot of jobs and, and and you meet a lot of the markers that would give you certain tax exemptions for being a big business, but you're also openly claiming to be weaponizing your your content. So and kind of disenfranchising people that might have material that doesn't really correlate with LGBT because shit. because yeah. it's a it's agenda driven yeah. and so now what what that does is that brings us that brings us to this this place of which in in the book that you you brought up that I I've told you that I'm reading Woke Inc. Uh, this guy uh, uh, Vivek uh, Ram Ramas Ramaswal it's a it's a tough name <laughs> let me find it yeah. Uh, uh, Vivek, so people could look it up if they want to check out the book. But now, Ramaswamy, Vivek okay. Ramaswamy, uh, who wrote Woke Inc., we get to this place uh, in the book where he talks about stakeholder capitalism versus shareholder capitalism. Yeah. And now, stakeholder capitalism, and for for what people for people that don't know. Stakeholder capitalism is this idea that a corporation has more people to serve than just their shareholders. So, for instance, traditionally, the way that we think of business yeah. is I have a stake in the business. You have a stake in the business. So, really, all we need to do is serve our customers yeah. and us as stakeholders. Yeah. And obviously you can't do anything detrimental to the greater world. Like you can't pour like toxic waste in, a, in, in the water yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like that. So now what stakeholder capitalism is, it's well, not only do you have an obligation to the customers and to the shareholders, and obviously you can't do anything that's detrimental to the greater world, like pouring toxic waste into water. Yeah. But uh, uh, even further than that is you have to go out of your way to serve communities and agendas that have nothing to do with your business. So, for instance, Apple showing, oh, support Ukraine because that's the, that's the new thing or yeah. Black Lives Matter. Well... What does Ukraine and Black Lives Matter have to do anything with Apple? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yet you see all these corporations do that. 
And so what ends up happening is the reason why that that happens, and a lot of people don't know why, but the book the the book uh, details why that is, is that a lot of big banks, Goldman Sachs, banks like that, these companies go to these banks to borrow money. Oh, new yeah. project, new this, new that. Ukraine's and, borrowing from them and, too. And a lot of times they don't meet if if the the if they don't meet certain diversity quotas or certain woke quotas. Yeah. Because it's this age of stakeholder capitalism, then the bank the they may not they may not borrow them the money, lend them the money. There have even been cases which he details in the book where Goldman Sachs refused to take a company public, refused, so they're ready for their IPO, which is the initial public offering. So this company is going from a, a regular company to a corporation, yeah, and it's being held up because they don't feel like Goldman Sachs doesn't feel like they're diverse enough. Which is so BS. it's like the company yeah. could be running perfectly, but it doesn't feel like it's diverse enough. So now what ends up happening is well rather than disney like living and dying by okay well are people rocking with our products yeah and are our shareholders happy rather than that be it it's now all this new agenda driven shit so how should government respond to that so now that's where we're at in florida yeah so that's the thing it's like that's the argument that i find is well you're no longer here to serve your customers and yeah. serve your shareholders yeah. you're weaponizing your content yeah. in the name of like wokeism or whatever whatever that's another great thing that the book recommends yeah. is that to treat wokeism almost like a religion yeah. and you know how like there's a separation between church and state if you notice wokeism to a lot of these motherfuckers it kind of is a religion yeah and i was even doing like i don't know if the book does it i haven't finished it but 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 i don't know if the book goes into that much detail but when i heard that concept i was like man i i dig it and how would i compare wokeism <sighs> to a religion i was like well for one religion it's faith-based it's not necessarily you're you don't necessarily go off of like what is presented yeah. in front of you, you go off of like like your faith, like what's yeah. driving like your faith. So for instance, with this whole LGBTQ stuff, controversial argument, but an argument nonetheless is, is LGBTQ lifestyle, is that natural? Well, the reality is that it's not natural. It's not, it's not. like if, if we're looking and this is not to offend anybody, but if we're looking at the idea of biologically, yeah, a, a, a male of the species and a female of the species, they're designed differently and they're not designed to have sex with the same to, yeah. the, to be homosexual. Yeah. They're not designed that way because they're designed to reproduce. Yeah. That is the natural order. Now, Granted, I still believe if you want to live a certain life and you want to go a certain way, that's your choice. Yeah. But if we're talking about like the natural order of things, that is not the natural order of things. So if something go, goes against the natural order of things, it ceases to be logical and it starts to delve more into the realm of like a religion yeah. because it's it, this is like, well, I'm going based off of like 
my deities or 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 my faith yeah. or you know my faith in this lifestyle. Well, so my question is this: Is it a big deal that Florida took this stance, and do you think that it's enough to start swaying things differently? Because one could say, well, Chicago could be like, you know what, or Illinois could be like, you know what. We'll give you tax exemptives. Come, come with us. Leave that, and then th- at that point, it kind of leaves Florida in a situation where it's like, or potentially Florida in a situation where it's all these jobs lost suddenly, and Disney announces where we're going to move our headquarters to to Illinois, and we're going to create something like that. Yeah, th- that's a great question, and I think what ends up happening is Florida for one, is a tax incentive state to begin with. So, like, Illinois is not really looked at as, like, a business-friendly state. No. California is not looked at as a business-friendly state. So now you put them in a trick bag because it's like, well, let's say Cali is like, oh, well, they already got Disneyland over there. Yeah. But let's say, we'll use your example of Illinois. Even though who the fuck is going to come to Illinois to go to Disney World. But because that's the other thing. It's location. Florida knows they have the location for it. But yeah, hypothetically speaking, Illinois is like, oh, yeah, hey, we'll give you these taxes exemptions. But yeah. then it's like and that's why these arguments are important as to like your rationale and your reasoning for doing what you're doing. Because the thing is, like, if, if Illinois opens its arms to Disney give them a tax exemption. It's like, well, but how come you're not giving other businesses these tax exemptions? So it's it's the same argument that I made, but reverse. So so now it's like, now you're kind of turning Illinois into, well, now we got to embrace the, these, 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 these tax incentives that you were never for that shit for, you were never for that uh, shit before, but yeah. now it's for some woke, for some woke leftist uh, uh, agenda-driven ideology you're for it now you know so it 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 puts you in the trick bag that's why you always whenever this stuff happens and 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 that's my big thing is like what's the whatever whatever side of the aisle we're on on these issues we have to have a very solid rationale and reasoning as to justify it because if it's just like oh well we don't like that shit and 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 we're going to take it away well, it's like, well, then you get to the point where you're not operating any different from the left. Yeah. And then it, it could get like the the waters can become muddy. So that's why to me, my argument, my rebuttal to my own argument that yeah. I that I cultivated is, well, you, your high top people in this company have been caught publicly saying that this is agenda driven. This is agenda driven. Yeah. This would be the same thing as like, for instance, whatever benefits the the press has, you know, in terms of like being able to say whatever they say, when Project Veritas catches them talking about, oh, well, yeah, we're trying, we're trying not to get Trump reelected. It's like, well, to me, like you lose your press card right there because you're not, you're not fair and balanced. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? You've been caught saying that you're, this is an agenda you have. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's how we use it. So now if Trump wants to give 
fucking Jim Acosta the boot. Because remember, that was a big thing. Oh, Trump is not for, for uh, the freedom of the press. No, he's not for but, grandstanding. Right, but you're not the press, bitch. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, that. that's that's where we're at. So that's, to me, it's those those are the, the type of arguments. So yeah, if we found that through the natural course of your writing and your creativity, you were just on some LGBTQ shit and it was just up to you to live and die by the things that you create between your customers and shareholders. Yeah. Like if enough parents want to take their kids to see a fucking transgender dinosaur on, on the TV yeah. or on, on the, in the movies, that's on them. Fine. Let it be on them and the shareholders. Yeah. But the minute that we hear that this is weaponized and you're after these kids yeah. and you're doing nah well we don't fuck with that but that would yeah. be to me that's the same thing as a company throwing toxic waste in the water supply yeah. it's like do your business but the minute you start to do something that's like gonna harm people yeah. your intention is because i don't think their intention in terms of they don't see it as harming but what you're not realizing mm. is that it's still an agenda they see it as like an uh they see it as undermining Means like tradi traditionalism. Yeah, but I don't think like to them it's like it's it's but, whatever. But they're not. They don't believe their shit. Because if you believed, if you really strongly believe, like oh, I want to be on that, then you wouldn't be on. You wouldn't take some of these scenes out or these characters out for a Chinese version. Yeah, that's true too. So so then to me, yeah, look, that's a good point too. Yeah. That's a good another argument too. Is that is that. If this is natural and and it's it's the the natural creativity, well then you're not gonna allow it to be adulterated by China because you, you believe in this, yeah. right? Yeah, you don't yeah, in yeah. It. That's a good argument too. Because because you're you really believe in the money, and it's like well to me, Ron DeSantis is like well since you believe in the money, ain't no taxes that there's your money there. Now you pay taxes, so you deal with that. But I don't think that it's. I think that it's a perfect marker for like what It's the perfect timing for this, and a perfect marker going into the to the November elections because what are we going to be on? And, and it kind of has Disney by the balls because it's one of those things which we highlighted in in your example of your hypothetical example of, of them coming to Illinois, it, it's like, well, where else are you really going to go? Because there's Disneyland in Cali. Yeah. So what other big state can you go to that's in the Sun Belt? Because you're not going to come to Illinois because it's fucking cold half of the year. Yeah. So, well, Tennessee was there. Are they going to rock with that? Texas, are they going to rock with that? Yeah. Florida? So it's one of those things where it becomes... Well, and that's the other thing. If the good people of Florida back this up, which I don't think DeSantis would do this if they, he didn't feel like he was backed yeah. up, then you have you have Disney by the balls because where else are they going to go? Not only that, but how much money do you have to put on the land? Because like, you have the infrastructure. You've had the infrastructure for decades. Yeah. So now what? Well, you're going to go to... Hypothetically, New York, right? Oh, hey. city that never sleeps. Yeah, but you still gotta build, and, and it still costs money. Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, it's, and <laughs> that's another thing. Like, so for 
three fourths of the uh, or at least half, but more like three fourths of the year, you can't even have the shit open. Yeah. So what? Like, I mean, you have it open, but nobody's going. <laughs> well, yeah. And so it's like, eh, I don't, I don't know. It, it's uh. So yeah, you have them by the balls, but that's the thing. And I think Republicans are onto something with this, and you got to give. Candace Owens a lot of credit because at least from my observation and my analysis, she was the first one to really highlight this was that where people are drawing the line is where it comes to their kids. Yeah. It yeah. seems like like Republicans got on that at the right moment. This whole mask shit, like the other day, for instance, he might have sent it to you. Did Ernie send you the video of his daughter doing the, the school announcements? Uh, singing? No, no, no. She's like doing the... the no, no. Yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was nice because I, I, I made me remember... Cause you, I think I told you, Yeah. Uh, and for, for people that don't know, uh, uh, me and Rx, we didn't go to the same high school. But one of the things that made me interested in doing podcasting and... And, you know, analysis and commentary and stuff is that me and our other friend who um, is is in the audio apes, Donnell, and then another friend that we went to school with, Mikey, yeah. he, uh, we used to do the school announcements. Was it on Snap? No, no. He texted to oh, me. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, uh, uh, so we used to do the school announcements. So when Ernie sent me that, it reminded me of that. But yeah. what's wild is that. We were doing the school announcements in high school. Yeah. This little girl is doing the school announcements. She's a preschooler. Yeah. And so she did the Pledge of Allegiance. And then I guess they had her do like the school motto and everything yeah. like that. And so it was nice. I, I was like, I was telling them, you know, that's real good. You should be proud and stuff like that. I was like, she got bars, fam. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so now, so, but, but what I noticed, we didn't talk about it in the text, but what I noticed is she has the mask on. You know, the, yeah. the school. So that's a little girl that like she's in school and like her first memories of being in school was no. I got to wear a mask. So maybe it's not so bad on her, but a lot of other kids that like were in years for school didn't wear a mask. Yeah. And then it's like, well, now you got to wear a mask and you're going to wear that mask whether you like it or not. Parents felt some kind of way about yeah, that. They yeah. were like, damn, you know what? Like, especially with kids being so resilient to the virus, parents kind of felt like this yeah. is sort of, this is kind of heartless. It's sort of, it's sort of unnecessary. Yeah. So you had that, you had that. And now you have the whole CRT shit, critical race theory. Kids coming home talking about, oh, am I a racist? Mommy, daddy, am I a racist because yeah. I'm this or that? Like, what? Like, that. And then this grooming shit. Yeah. So it's like with the left, you motherfuckers don't know where to stop. Like you, you took it one step too far. It becomes propaganda, you know. And that's the thing. Like you, you're making the kid like a, like a, really like owned by the state. Like the state teaches you. The state tells you what you say. This is. It's like it really is propaganda, and I think Disney falls under that. You know. The schools and their agenda that falls into that. Like, are we teaching these kids to be like soldiers for the for what? What soldiers for what? Like, yeah, because because like 
these are this is mental warfare. Like a lot of people think when they think war, they think like oh, like people dying, getting shot. No, like propaganda is warfare. Like the way you say things, and 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 what's allowed to be said too, and like that's another thing too. How many things are being blocked even for the virus, and and all that like doctors, people who spent their whole lives getting these degrees, who are experts in the medical field and they can't have an open discourse on some of this stuff you can't have an open discourse on questioning anything when it comes to sexuality if it's not like lgbtq friendly you can't have an open discourse on race because no 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 is racist you know what i'm saying so like it becomes like you're creating a type of person from you and you're training them from a little kid be compliant at all times certain things don't be too controversial in your thought and the thing is this what are children known for they speak their fucking minds but uh, like com- compliance i think has always been like a, a a tactic of schools yeah they've all like you know think about it the bell be on time sit at your desk raise your hand to ask a question yeah don't just blurt stuff out so i i don't feel like compliance is anything new in fact that's always been one of my biggest biggest criticisms of the school system is that that's how it operates. It, it it trains people to be to 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 like follow orders and yeah. have a boss and and everything like that. So I don't think the compliance aspect is anything new. I think what it is is that for as much as people say they're on some like oh we support black lives matter oh yeah like we support anybody who says they're gay or whatever as much as people say they're with that shit yeah deep down when they're in their homes and when they're with their own family yeah they don't want that shit there yeah that's the reality like the reality yeah. is like oh yeah oh your son is gay oh well yeah. you know he came out of the closet congratulations yeah support and all of that but they don't want their kid being that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, you know, you got to say that nowadays. Black Lives Matter. But yeah, yeah, we ain't on that shit. You know, I bet you how many stores, you get this a lot in the north side of Chicago. How many stores put up them Black Lives Matter signs and, or flags up? But but deep down, those motherfuckers are probably just doing that because they don't want their windows busted. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I get from all of this shit. Um. So, fake support. Yeah, it's a facade. Um. What I will say is that that whole opening and that whole back and forth, you would be hard pressed to get anything like that from any other outlet but ours. Yes, like that was like <laughs> some like really in depth philosophical stuff. And also, it it, it 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 if anything, I would like it to highlight to the listeners to be a thing where. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, no matter like your position on an argument, you want to be able to like defend. Yes, that don't position. just be a yes man, to and, the, and don't just be yeah. like, oh well, yeah, yeah, we don't like it, so take it away. Well, because you first got to ask yourself, well, what were those privileges in place for to begin with? You know that that that's what that's what matters, uh, and then also. You make your own argument stronger yeah. by doing that. Um, so 
that was that. I think we covered that pretty well. That's Disney. Now, after Disney, we removed that from that. We got CNN, Netflix, and and the Obamas not getting their their contract renewed on Spotify. I guess you can't fake it till you make it. What What do you think? Like, what are your thoughts on the Netflix situation? Uh, I think Netflix first one is uh, the competition, you know, and it's like, and we've said this for a while. Netflix has kind of been coasting because they got there first. Mm-hmm. So you you gotta you gotta have some highlights, and I and I feel out of now that there's more competition everywhere else, that's gonna hurt you. That's just going to be natural. Um, and so most of it for Netflix to me probably is that it is uh, you don't have content that that's like lasting. You have a lot of content, but it's not lasting because like you have that Bel Air or Bel Air show on. Uh, and it's on Peacock. Peacock. So Peacock came out of nowhere. Now they have certain. Of course, I'm sure they don't have the numbers that Netflix Netflix has, but they're creating a dent. It's like people are talking about this. People are talking about, you know, then you have HBO. They have all the Warner Bros. stuff. And so it's it's like the market when it comes to streaming has become kind of oversaturated in general. Yeah. And so. I, I think more than the market being oversaturated. I think where Netflix fucked up, and we've talked about this before, maybe not on the show, but uh, uh, off off the air, we've talked about this, is Netflix's catalog is oversaturated. Yes. You have too many dumbass, whack-ass shows. You're just hemorrhaging money yeah. into all of these shows that are one season, some make it to two seasons, rather than... Take your money, make three or four quality ass shows, and yeah. that will be enough. That will be enough. Yeah. When when Game of Thrones was going on 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 HBO, who talked about anything else on HBO? There was other shit on there, yeah. but like nobody really like. Yeah, pe- HBO. Yeah. People were signing up for HBO for Game of Thrones. The catalog, like the like the they because like even now. Even I feel like HBO Max might be a bit more saturated, but it's not stuff that they're putting money into. It's just like, oh, we got Martin. Boom. Do you do a contract? Yeah, that's that's licensed stuff. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like original. Like produced yeah. by that by that ne- company. Netflix ne- has never had a show like Game of Th- Like what show can you put about what show has came out of Netflix that's like Amazing. No, right. The big, like the biggest one that comes to mind, and it's still nothing compared to to Game of Thrones, is probably like Stranger Things. Yeah, that's yeah. probably. I know House House of Cards kind of had its run. Yeah, but like other than that, I can't really think of something even close. Even honestly, you could put House of Cards and Stranger Things together. Mash them together, and it's still not as big as Game yeah. of Thrones. So, would you say that that's uh, the business executives' issue? Like they don't know how to, or do you think that's more just like uh, hone in on quality 
content. I think yeah. what they were like, oh, well, let's just try to appeal to everybody. No. Nah. The reality is, is that if you have something that's good and that's quality and that's not w- w- like woke driven, all you really need to do is make a few good shows and that's it. I was I was uh, hearing some commentators talk about what got them into Netflix to begin with. And apparently it was uh, for them. It was House of Cards. Like that was the thing. That was like the yeah. first show on one of these streaming platforms yeah. that was like exclusive for the platform. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and, and they made a good point. I rocked with what they said. It was like, it really only takes one show, one really good show yeah. to like get people hooked in. So you already got licenses, like, because they're yeah. going to do that. They're going to yeah. license, you know, uh, movies from uh, this company and that company and or cut deals with with Sandler, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh, well, we got, you know, an eight movie deal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's crazy is out of the eight movie deal with Sandler of like the Netflix the Netflix originals, the great the best movie that Sandler has done recently, which is Uncut Gems, yeah. was not the <laughs> Netflix original. So that's what I'm saying is like you're not making quality content because yeah. it's not like it's on Sandler. Sandler can make quality content because the motherfucker. I mean, it was a snub, but he was he was worthy of an Oscar nomination for that role. Yeah, yeah, for he Uncut was. Gems. So it's like, damn, we got eight movies with Sandler. Why don't we maybe cut that down to three really good movies? Let's see if Sandler could give us another Big Daddy. Let's see if Sandler could give yeah. us. And I, if I was an exec, I would have been like, listen, I want, I want another, I want. Like that Paul Thomas Anderson joint, because that was one of his top performances, yeah. Punk Drunk Love. I want to see if we could get like another Big Daddy. And then let's do like kind of like another campy one, like like Waterboy. Oh, get, get, so so basically what you're saying is like, rather than it's it, more so the vision, the artistry type of, like, like for example, with Disney, right? When it comes to Marvel, the Marvel section, they know what they are like that's one thing i'll give marvel is like they know the umbrella they're in and what they are therefore the material doesn't lack even if it's not your cup of tea it doesn't lack in their world like this is what this movie is this is where we're at whereas with netflix they kind of they don't have an identity on what they want or they'll be they look at it more like here, throw cash at you. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. don't. They don't have. They don't have any uh, understanding of like the, the the artistry and the concepts in in in, in that that to channel that artistry. So, yeah. for instance, going back to my example with Adam Sandler, however many movies this deal is for, out of the movies that he's put out, the majority of them have been pretty whack on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, you have you have uh, quantity, but I don't know. May, how about we reduce the quantity? That way, this motherfucker isn't working back to back to back. Yeah. We we reduce the quantity, and we enhance the quality. So it's again, yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe we're not going to be able to get Paul Thomas Anderson to do another Punch Drunk Love, but was it the the Safdie brothers that did Uncut Gems? It's like, can we get another? fucking top tier performance from Sandler in terms of acting. That's the the goal we're going to get with this movie. All right. 
So who are the writers and the directors that are available and that are affordable that can give us this type of a movie? Now, the next one, who are the writers and the directors that could give us like another Big Daddy? Who are the writers and the directors that could give us another Waterboy? So now we have a nice little range in terms of diversity. But like the niche, like like for example, like a Paul Thomas Anderson, those are like movie buffs that are like that. Right. But now you're like, you're you know, getting you're getting people to subscribe. that type of performance yeah. from Sandler, like that Oscar worthy performance yeah. that he gave in Punch Drunk Love or in in, in Uncut Gems. Yeah. So that's like movie buffs people that are looking for quality Sandler can deliver that yeah a good wholesome strong comedy like a big daddy who can give us that yeah. and then you know something campy but still good not like the campy weak shit but like the yeah. campy shit that's still good like Waterboy cause yeah. Waterboy like it still holds up to this day yeah. in my opinion or even like Grown Ups like the first one it was in like yeah, Waterboy level you know, something uh, but, in that but, but something like that where it's like alright so now alright now who who can give us this stuff so no it to me it's like you said it's literally it seems like it's literally well, here's money, whatever. Yeah, we're Netflix, bitch. Like we're gonna we're gonna win anyway. And no, motherfucker, you lost fifty billion in a day because, yeah. again, I think your catalog is oversaturated. I think it, it's a trifecta of the catalog being oversaturated. The prices have recently gone up, and we're in times of inflation. So economically, yeah. that's not the most feasible thing to do. And the woke shit that they're on. Like, yeah. like there, there's a movie that, that I didn't even know about this. There's a movie apparently on Netflix called He's Expecting. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. What the and, fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't even know about that shit. So, but that's what I'm saying. Starring so it's like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You got a trifecta of things. I don't really think it's so much what what your argument was at the beginning that it's like there's there's all these other, these other uh, streaming services because it's like if you had quality you'd you'd outlast them it doesn't matter yeah do you think do you think the what what their argument was because you know what they said after after their evaluate like password shit yeah like oh no was too many subscribers sharing we're gonna crack down on that do you think is that i I don't think it's that that how come how come no other no other streaming platforms are complaining about that shit. Yeah. We're only hearing it from Netflix. Yeah. But it, it's the, the same way you log into Netflix is the same way you log into Hulu, the same way you log into HBO Max. It's the same shit. So I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily believe that. Not only that, you could look in online, you could Google that shit. Netflix about, I don't know, four or five years ago, they posted a tweet saying... Love is sharing your password. So they've it, they've been for the whole password sharing yeah. in the past. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What the problem with Netflix, I think in that board and the people running that company, I think it's a lot of hubris. I think it's a lot of oh, share your password. We're Netflix. Oh yeah, we're gonna find eight yeah. movies with Sandler, we're Netflix. Well, no motherfucker, because now yeah. you're you're competing. Like for instance, quality matters. For for instance, you haven't made we we're just talking about shows, or we, we talked about movies with Sandler. You, what was the last quality Netflix exclusive movie? Shit, like like wasn't The Irishman? Uh, no, it wasn't the show, right? And but then after that, it's ex, it's like 
Netflix. Oh exclusive. yeah, yeah, it's exclusive on Netflix, but it did it did go to the it was on right, the but that wasn't that movie wasn't even like all that great. Probably don't look well. I mean, like with like a more. Well, don't look up. Pretty much whatever movie you mention right now, yeah. whatever movie you you can you can come up with, is not better than the Batman, no. which is where on HBO Max. Yeah. And how did they do it? All right. Well, we got to deal with Warner Bros. So we're gonna be forty five days in the theater. After forty five days, yeah. we're we're yeah. right on HBO Max. So you got to create original stuff. St- uh, yeah, like create original shit. Like Stranger Things, that is good. Cause that's original, yeah. And so that's a staple. That's for, like you got to think of the longevity. Like, yeah. what does Disney have? What does HBO? Warner Bros. has all of DC. Yeah. What do you have? You don't really have so because you you have you're just here. Well, all right, cool. He's expecting and yeah. Oh, these motherfuckers are black. All right. Oh, well, Latinos got to get represented. And then you're just dishing out money. And it's a bunch of obscure ass shows or movies that no one really watches. Like, you know, do a deal with Tyler Perry. Like, hey, the Medea movies, like, that's a market. Like, and I know you have your production company. Let's do a deal with you because this is a whole series of shit. Not my cup of tea, but I know that there's a fan base behind that. Let's add that. Let's do a Netflix deal with this shit. Get a writer. A, a great writer, like some somebody that can write some like Aaron good, Sorkin, like good shit. good dark shit, a good ass director, and maybe I don't know, try to do your own version of like a True Detective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, it tried. With it what? tried with the fucking uh, fuck. I don't even know the name. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't great, in my opinion. Fuck, I don't even remember the the name. Where where like it's like two two detectives like going like uh going like from serial killer to serial killer to examine them. It was like uh oh, that wasn't no true detective. Yeah, that's shit. The, that's what they that were what, trying. What, to, what was fuck? I forgot what it was. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they tried to get on that with it, and it just wasn't it. Nah, nah. It nah, wasn't it. Nah, but like that, that's what they were on. Like not not quite true detective, but in the realm. Yeah. It didn't work. Didn't David Fincher have something to do with that? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the name though. Criminal Minds or Masterminds or some shit like that or Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, nah, but that's No, nah, I'm talking about getting a, a quality ass writer, a quality ass <laughs> director, and two like quality ass actors to deliver this project. Yeah. Not some shit. Not the shit you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you just shit on them, <laughs> like if they don't exist. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. There you go. Yeah, like. Nah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> I like. How I was like, yeah, they tried, but it didn't work. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, man. I'm talking about some other shit. <laughs> He's not like a grandfather <laughs> who like obviously so does dismissive. not like. Yeah, like he has a favorite grandson. <laughs> And, like, the other grand says, oh, yeah, but he won this and that. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, but I'm not talking about all that shit. <laughs> yeah. He wrestles, and that's what I'm on. <laughs> yeah, but no, that, that's, that's real shit. Uh, yeah, you, but you know what I notice with all, with, with the, in this segment, with all of these companies on the left that are, are taking these cultural blows, I, I think it's arrogance that 
that is causing it. For instance, Disney. You're so openly in 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 these in these uh, uh, chats and these live chats. You're so openly talking about having an agenda to groom children. You know, there was there was a time where like you wouldn't have operated so arrogantly. You would have no. like you would have hit that shit. You know. Well, well, look at the look at um. Okay, CNN. You've operated as if you don't sh- have shit ratings. Yeah. What did you expect was going to happen with CNN Plus? Like what? A, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's an easy one. That's that's quick. Like CNN sucked before CNN Plus. They thought that somehow was the savior. No, but, but you don't have a market. That's that. That's that parallel universe shit that I be talking about. <laughs> like Chris Wallace, <laughs> he left. It, the issue was funny. The Babylon Bee. They did an uh, 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 article. It says uh, Chris Wallace is is uh, starting to regret his CNN Plus tramp stamp <laughs> because this is why we left Fox. You left Fox, which is a bigger network than CNN. Yeah. To go to CNN, thinking I don't know, thinking you'd be the night king of CNN or some shit. Yeah. And not only that, but like, but you didn't even go to CNN. You went to CNN Plus, and you got there by criticizing and, and, and you, your reasoning for leaving Fox was criticizing Tucker. Who's the top dog at Fox? It just doesn't make sense what you're doing right now. You're, you're criticizing yeah. the top dog who's at a bigger network to yes. go to a smaller network with sh- shit ratings to be on a streaming platform of that network with the shit ratings that got even shittier ratings that just got canceled. Yeah, because you're a fucking elitist that doesn't understand, like, well, maybe Tucker has some valid points and maybe my counter arguments could touch up on some of the shit that I don't think that he does but like no it's like no 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 I'm gonna be the king of this shit I'm gonna be the face of it oh I'm leaving Fox but yeah but we don't have like it, it's like it's like politicians versus Trump like Trump is such a like ground level guy but these newscasters these news anchors these whatever the fuck you wanna call them they operate like the, they're like there is no reality. Like you can make up your reality. No, the reality is you're going into a network that's tanking. Yes. You went to Titanic, but you didn't go. Right, you're the moment like the Titanic when all these motherfuckers <laughs> are getting off the 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 Titanic in the lifeboats. This motherfucker is rowing to it. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't go to the Titanic when that shit was like on the dock and like that shit was like the most fascinating shit. Like you went after the iceberg. Yeah, yeah, that when that shit is vertical, <laughs> <laughs> that part before before that shit breaks in half. In the that's when this moment. See, Chris Wallace. Oh yeah, I got this. And then Tucker is like, "No, nah, fam, the lifeboat. We're here. Like we're good." No, 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 no. CNN Plus. I mean, he just sings with it. It's like that's that's real, like crazy ass. Like if you think about it, like how narcissistic, egotistical. (laughs) You have to be a sick fuck to think that the options were otherwise. (laughs) Like what the fuck? (laughs) This one, like it's like we're we're trapped. We're trapped on a rooftop. And it's like, there's like, it's like, you know, in the dawn of the day, like all these zombies down there and we're trapped on the rooftop and we're like, nah, like we're going to save this young ass flare whenever we see a plane or, or a helicopter, we're going to shoot the flare 
And then Chris Wallace is like, nah, bitch, I got this. And then he like just jumps. jumps off. He, he could fly to the next building or something and yeah, then just he gets, gets eaten. eaten. Like, yeah, like that's exactly this. It, it didn't. Honestly, now, granted, it didn't make sense from the beginning when he left Fox to go to CNN. Yeah. But I thought he was at least going to CNN like the network. Then when I'm hearing, oh, he's going to CNN Plus, uh, okay, well, I, you know, they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna try to swing this shit yeah. because my thing is originally as a, you know Fox has its streaming service, the Fox Nation, yeah, yeah, but the Fox Nation does good because Tucker has his uh, uh, his own other show on that, yeah. some solid documentaries. That's where I, I peeped that uh, the January sixth documentary. Yeah, yeah. Fox Nation is doing good. So CNN, I was like, okay, well, I guess there's no reason to believe that CNN can't have its own streaming service. But the thing that makes it hard to believe is that, well, their numbers are not good. You know what I'm saying? And so, and that's us being where the position that we're in. Like, we don't have those internal numbers like they do. So, like, them with the numbers yeah. decided to still launch this shit. But remember, that's like that fake it till you make it shit. Because remember all those companies uh, we had talked about, like Vice and all that? They would they would buff their website numbers, like the people that were, like, following them. Yeah. And then when reality hit, is like, well, these people don't exist. This market doesn't exist. You just created this thing, like yeah, like where people would click like uh, those links, where it's like makes you keep clicking. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it counts as extra clicks. Yeah, yeah. Like what type of shit did CNN sell too? Because like I don't know, man. Like I, me looking at CNN, I'd probably be like, Nah, I'm good. I'll probably go to MSNBC or some shit. Yeah, and, and that's something you can fake because it, it's with the with a streaming service. Because that shit is subscriber-based. So it's like, maybe you can fake clicks, but you can't flake how many motherfuckers are willing to pay however much money a month for your shit-ass service. Yeah. And also, like, if we know about the ratings and how low CNN... The network ratings yes. are. Imagine the, the network ratings and, like, people... Those are the ratings when it's free. Well, it's not free because it, it's, it's part of cable. Cable, yeah. But free in the sense you don't got to pay any additional money for it. Yeah. But if your ratings are that bad when people don't got to pay additional money, what do you think they're going to be when the mother has to pay five, six dollars a month? Yeah. They're going to pay five, six dollars a month for some shit they don't even watch when it's free. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that one's easy. And then the one I don't really understand, or at least I didn't look into as much, was the Obama Spotify. I know they had a podcast or something like that, right? So, so apparently what it is is that. They got cut this contract because they're the Obamas. But, and I guess people thought that now that they're out of the White House, they're going to be putting in some work, not realizing that, like, they're leftists that, like, have never really been hard workers. Like, they didn't have a, like, they never had a business before they were in the White House or anything. No. You know what I'm saying? The, if anything, look at Joe Biden. He's the same way. Like, these motherfuckers operate off of, like, making all this money by doing no work. Oh, pay me a million dollars because I'm going to give a speech. It's like, you didn't build a company like Trump or do no, no Elon yeah. Musk or Kanye West shit. No, th- that's how they operate. So, I guess the way they looked at it is, where are the Obamas? They're going to cut us a big fat check. But apparently, like, they've put very little time into 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 it like i remember 
when Michelle Obama's podcast was being touted as like the next big great thing. Yeah, I remember In that. fact, there were some people that, that were on some shit that is going to compete with Joe Rogan and all this type of shit. Should be on and, some Oprah shit. And and, yeah. and nothing, nothing. So it, it just, so Netflix, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Spotify was like, well, nah, like we're... We're not gonna. What are we gonna renew a contract for for some people that like them put in no work? Like yeah. we're so essentially Spotify. I imagine realized that they lost money fucking with the Obamas, and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna renew. Yeah, that's 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 why content matters, and that's sometimes too. Like you let the market dictate. Well, this is what people want to hear. This is what people don't want to hear. People want to hear garbage because if. You're the Obamas. At least, at least, like you could do better than the what's what's that the Snapchat podcast place? It's like a bunch of lefties. Not what now? Fuck. Now this. Now this. Like they have a market. What are you guys doing? Is now this a podcast? Or I thought it was like yeah. a news outlet. I th- I think uh, unless we're not talking about the same one. Let me see. I don't know by like the. Yeah, I, I think now this is like like a news outlet. Like it, it. Oh no no, it's a podcast. Now this, I'm sure I'm sure it is because I I I thought I heard. Uh, let me look at it on the. But it, it is that we're talking about the same one. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, but um. Yeah, but the point is they were they were touting the Michelle Obama podcast like it was it was going to be like the next big latest and greatest thing and it didn't end up being much of anything. Yeah. Yeah, like uh they they you you got to you got to it's footwork that you have to put in and like like you said it's people that that do it's a lot of work to have a good show like that it takes work research and work and delivery uh it's it's a lot yeah it's weird they're a podcast but they're not on apple uh apple podcasts so like are they just a podcast on their website because they they've talked about on the when they do like the little clips they'll be oh yeah you could listen to our podcast but i guess uh-huh. Maybe they might be on a network or like some yeah, certain certain places, but yeah, even them, like they have their own market. Like you can't even do as good as them. <clears throat> yeah, you can't you can't do clips on snap. Like I don't know. Like it, it seems like it was it was uh, it was not well thought out when you compare it to other uh, other things, right? What about your net, your Facebook presence? What about like you're the Obamas? Like, you guys could do no wrong, right? But uh, apparently, <laughs> it's hard to do right too. So for them, it's like well, like her last episode, Michelle Obama's last episode was April seventh in two thousand twenty one. Jesus, and she's and all together. Her only uh, she has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 
12 altogether 12 episodes and two of those episodes one of them is two minutes and one of them is nine minutes so if you take those away because those were probably more like advertisements yeah it's only 10 episodes and the last one was is april of 2021 the thing is too you have to realize with them like a lot of politicians they do better the left does better when when they choose when they speak to you Oh yeah. So like not candid conversations. No, candid it's too much for them because oh well we can't we have to keep our stuff on on board with the message not like be real. And you do kind of got to have to go out on a limb when 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 you have a like look at Joe Rogan always going out on a limb because like you're going to say things that are going to offend people. Yeah. But like you don't want you know like the Obamas, the Bidens, really a lot of the lefties. Yeah, like who who they don't want that? Who are who can Michelle Obama invite on her show that's gonna get a lot of ratings that people are gonna rock with, and it and and it could be and it could be safe. Nobody like for instance like who who is like has has the internet Midas touch yeah like like uh, uh, Alex Jones pretty much every podcast or or show or vlog he's on yeah it, it it's like gold yeah. Yeah. Is Alex Jones quite not the Michelle Obama? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never see it. Oh, look at this, too, on Netflix. Look at, like, what they were supposed to produce. I don't know if they did, but all I know is I never heard of these motherfuckers. American Factory. That's the name. It's a documentary about th- that examines life in Ohio. That's one. Bloom. A drama series set in post-World War II New York. Never heard of it. A film adaption of Frederick Douglass, Prophet of Freedom. Well, first of all, I don't know why the fuck you even have Frederick Douglass in your arena, really. Yeah. Because dude doesn't stand for anything you stood for. But I actually would be interested in watching that. Um, but I never heard of it. An adaption of a New York Times series called Overlooked. A series based on the fifth risk, undoing democracy. Crip Camp. A documentary film about the origins of the disability rights movement. Check this out. So this is what I was looking at while you while, while you were uh, saying that. Yeah. I wanted I wanted an idea of this is rumored, but the Spotify deal is rumored to be worth twenty five million dollars. So twenty five million dollars for twelve episodes. Damn. Do you, <laughs> do you think that 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 they had to pay that, or do you think it was like? You have to have a certain amount of episodes. Do you think it was just like, oh, here I mean, I don't know the stipulations, but is twelve is twelve episodes even worth one million? Like, I'm sure. Uh, okay, let's say there were stipulations and they didn't get that whole twenty five million. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's safe to say they got at least, I don't know, a fifth of that twenty five, which means that's five million. Yeah, yeah. So it. Up. it Five million for twelve episodes? Get the fuck out of here! So who knows? Maybe that's what they did. Maybe they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll take this five millions, do these fucking bullshit ass episodes, and keep it moving." Sounds about right for a motherfucking leftist. Man, <laughs> crazy. promise you shit and then take all that money. Not worth. That's wild. Yeah. Well, that's the end of us talking about the culture war with. Uh, the left taking these cultural blows this week. Uh, we're going to get into a discussion about the new Pusha T album. It's almost dry. Feel free to stick around. 
But for those that only care about the politics and the news side of things, we'll see you guys next week. Those that want to hear our take on It's Almost Dry, Pusha T, his new album. Uh, I dug it. I dug it. Your what, what was... Uh, I know you you had skimmed through it yeah. before I did, and then I was able to give it a good listen, and uh, you've given it a good listen, right? You yeah, to yeah. It all the way through. So, um, what what was your initial impression of the album? Uh, the lyric, the lyrical content was really good. It didn't disappoint. Uh, the production was good. I don't think that if you listen to My Name Is My Name. Which is his first album. Yeah. Uh, Daytona. I think those two albums, sonically, like when you listen to them track by track, it's like it grabs you right away. This one didn't as much. But it did grab you more than uh, Darkest Before Dawn. I think that's his second album. Yeah. Darkest Before Dawn was my least favorite. But, uh, I mean, of all was, his albums? Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. It was a, still a good, solid album, but it was definitely a lot of tracks. I was like, eh. I, I, some of the stuff he got on, I was like, ah, this isn't the Pusha T I like. And so he went back in Daytona, kind of honed himself back in. And so my first impression with this one was, Sonically, you could tell that Pharrell had a hand in this. I did prefer the Kanye tracks over the Pharrell tracks, and um, and it's it. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe production-wise, it's split about evenly between both of them. Like I think it's six songs a piece, and uh, yeah, a piece, which is a, it's a twelve-song album, so. Yeah. Let me verify actually, but um but yeah, I would say I liked the production a little bit more on the Kanye side. Yeah. I I mean, I like Pharrell, but I've never been like super big on his sound. All of my favorite tracks on the album were were uh the the Kanye produced beats. Like Rock and Roll was my favorite song on the album. Uh, probably my second favorite song is I Pray For You. That's another Kanye beat. Um, uh, what, what's the one? Yeah, Rem- it was 6 and 6. Remember was... The, re- Just So You Remember. Just so rem- that's also a Kanye beat. That was one of my favorite ones. Uh, yeah, actually... Those are probably my three top on the album. Yeah. Well, actually, the Kanye half... Is a lot better if you think about it. Kanye, Dreaming of the Past, Just So You Remember, Diet Coke, Rock and Roll, Hear Me Clearly, and Pray For You. Oh, Hear Me Clearly, yep. That's another one I, I rock with a lot, yeah. So, so, had he kept the Kanye vibe going, I think perhaps we could have had a classic. Yeah, yeah. But so Pharrell fucked that shit up. <laughs> yeah, because like, <laughs> let me see, LTCS, which one's that one? Let the smoker shine. The that one was uh, the second one. That one wasn't bad. Brambleton, eh? Neck and wrist it was uh, okay. Call my bluff. 
Horrendous. Horrible. I think we could both agree. Horrible. Yeah. That's a horrible record. Scrape It Off the Top wasn't a bad track. It wasn't like an amazing track. And then Open Air. So I feel like that was a lacking part of the album. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that's not to say that I won't, wouldn't listen to some of the tracks, but like clearly the Kanye tracks, the production, and I think too because he's been working with Kanye for so long. What, what was your favorite song off the album? Oh, fuck. It's between three. Three? Nah, nah, nah. You got to pick one. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Okay, so let me say the three because I I really do. Just So You Remember, Rock and Roll, and Pray For You. Yeah, those are my three favorites. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So those are my three favorites. I just said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. You did. So, So between the... So just so you remember, as a standalone track, that I like it. Like he's on like prime push a T. Rock and roll as a song is the best song. Like that's clearly the best song to me. Then pray for you is as a song the second best song. Like having his brother and then his brother the subject matter that that, that it's on and then it's like the clips, but like not malice. No, not no malice. It's actually malice if you notice. Yeah. The difference so and then malice went off on it but i think rock and roll like if you're looking at it from the verses from the from kid cuddy's take on it the sound i felt sonically was the better beat between the three songs um they all added a different element uh pusha t did his thing uh kid cuddy was a little different less humming but it was still like a badass hook and then kanye like the shit that he was on like come on that's that's like basically all three combined at their peak yeah you know so i i thought that was the, and then the just a, the beat it's a very different it was the besides scrape it off i think sh- scrape it off the top yeah off the top i felt like and and scrape it off the top i like the sound and i like the way Lil Uzi vert did his thing even though it wasn't like my like i wasn't like oh amazed i've never been amazed by him but like he brought a different element to the album and i thought that this brought a different element to the album because if you actually if you take off scrape it off the top and you take off rock and roll you have a pretty normal push T album yeah like you don't really have anything that stands out like a sonically different like push T has his sound yeah i i think rock and roll that record alone took the album from like a good album to a great album. Yeah. That just that record alone. Uh, definitely. What was your uh, favorite verse and your least favorite verse? Uh, no, uh, feature rather, not verse, feature. Favorite feature and least favorite feature. Favorite verse was the verse on. No, feature. Feature. Oh, favorite feature. Yeah. Favorite pe- feature, probably Kanye and rock and roll. That was my favorite. Uh, let me let me double. Ch- oh fuck! Or yeah, I'll say Kanye. Cause at the end of the day, like Malice and and his verse. Like if you're a hip hop fan, you'll like it. But like when it comes to culturally relevant, and like if if, if years pass. I think Kanye's verse holds a lot more weight. Yeah. As a hip-hop head, 
the malice yeah coming back that's badass like i i like i i i like cultural re- uh references and for better or worse kanye is culture now and what he's going what's going on with him and you know in his life is culturally impactful and this is really like the first time he's addressed it in this manner like he's given like little inklings of it like in uh in in Donda and in um uh, I think maybe in Donda too I don't know like I didn't hear that album um very few people did yeah. um and in that easy track with the game yes uh but but I feel like this was like uh the most like flushed out uh, version of of him talking about what's going on with him, like and, Eminem style. Yeah, like like Eminem was perfect at that. Like, yeah, he's gonna. It's like you're the psychiatrist listening to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and I the line that I really dug from Kanye is like uh, how I make it through the shine, get to you and almost die. Like yeah. I thought that I think that line is great. Like I I don't hear enough people talking about it, but. I, I don't know. I, maybe it has a special place because I'm from Chicago, but, but just this idea that it's like, you know, Chicago is known to be like a war zone, but yet he, you know, he's talking about like getting to this woman and like so awful that it's like, you're what almost killed me. It's like, yeah. you know, made it through the shy, get to you and almost die. I, I really dug that line. Um, I like his tone, the tonality of the verse. Like you can yeah, kind of feel the pain, the pain, and 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 you know what he's going through. Um, Another thing too that I want to add to what you said about that Kim line. A lot of times we look at the the turmoil that you go through, like the physical turmoil you go through, and I think that that touches on like the mental aspect of shit, and sometimes. It's really like in life, it's like the the stuff you don't quite understand at a time where like shit should be good. Like you think that shit should be good at this time and you don't quite understand. It's like it, it takes a mental toll because you're not at, at the place. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like when you start off like him being in Chicago, like you're from the bottom. You That's all you've known. But like that to me, it's like it's like Bruce Wayne in Bane's prison type shit. Like yeah. you're Batman, you're in Bane's uh, Bane's prison right now. Your back is broken type mm-hmm. shit, and so like it, it is very impactful, like on a philosophical level. Like that shit, it hits you because you're like, man, no matter what what place you're at in your life, you could get touched. Like when it comes to little world shit, like this, like life shit. Yeah. And, and and so that hit me on that regard because it's like damn like that's a line where you have to kind of be vulnerable to say that shit oh yeah like that that's a very well he's I, I mean I think he's in fact I think too much really he's shown his vulnerability as of late yeah I think too much but this is like this was tasteful yes I, I think there there have been like other instances as of late that I didn't think were that tasteful. Yeah. But uh like oh uh uh 
uh, God saved me from that crash just to be Pete Davidson's ass. I was like, I didn't dig that shit. Yeah. But this is vulnerability, but it's tasteful because it's it's still artistic and there's yes. like a degree of like poetry to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I dug that. Um Believe it or not, for me, the 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 weakest verse of weakest feature, rather, I I feel like it was Jay Z. I, yeah. I know a lot of people probably don't oh. think that, but but I th- I found that to be the the weakest feature, and and the reason why is we talked a little bit about this in in uh, pre production is just because you're a billionaire. You don't get a pass on lazy rhymes. Yeah. You don't get a pass on that. Like, and, and when it comes to the lazy rhymes, I the the excuse that a lot of people throw out is like, oh well, you know, it's shit that only Jay Z only Jay Z can say. Yeah. Well, you motherfuckers got cognitive dissonance because first off, you get some motherfuckers that talk about, oh well, I can't relate to, I don't like Eminem, I can't relate to that shit. Well, oh, but you could relate to Jay Z, your billionaire shit. You could relate to that shit, right? No, yeah. my you. So it's not about relatability because you can't. Maybe you can't relate to Eminem, but you can't relate to Jay Z either because no. you ain't doing nothing that that, that Jay Z is talking about. So jettison the 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 the, the relatability argument. Lazy rhymes, it's like, oh, well, Jay-Z's talking about shit that he can really do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He can really do that shit, but and I'm not trying to be big-headed, but you and I could rap about stuff that a lot of other people can't do. That don't make it a hot line. Yeah. It'll, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, it, it, yeah, I get what you're saying because it's like, yeah, like you could you could throw out a line. A whack-ass line that yeah. is true is like, Oh yeah, but man, fucking RX, he could really do that shit. Yeah. Okay, it don't mean that line was hot. Yeah. Like that was now elementary if, if bars. he throws out a line that he could really do, but it's still a dope bar. Well, then that's badass. Like in like in 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 four forty four, Jay Z had that where it's like he's he's talking about stuff that he could really do, but it's still also creative and not yeah. lazy. You know. This is a perfect push a T line that is like some shit that motherfuckers can't do, but like added with a good ass philosophy. And we were talking about how raw this line was. Flew your bitch to Cuba for the thrill of it, but I ain't go to show you what you should have did. Like that's some baller ass shit, some non simping ass shit. Yeah, combined into two. Like, damn, this this motherfucker flew some dude's girl to and then didn't go. To show you, like, no, you don't bring sand to the beach. And also, like, I ain't got the time of day for this bitch. Yeah. I'm doing some other shit. That's that's a that's a bar that's, like, well-crafted. Simple, but well-crafted. And has a, so many undertones to it. So you can't tell me that if he can do it, Jay-Z can't. Right. And so I see what you're saying. Especially if it's Jay-Z. Like, Jay-Z doesn't get on that many songs anymore. So, like, when you do it, it has to be epic. Yeah. Like, like um, I liked his verse on the Donda album, but uh, the baby's verse was better. Yeah. On the other version. See, the, the that... And with, I liked with, it. I didn't with, love it. With that particular argument, with the 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 whole Donda, because I know we've talked about that the Jay Z verse in yeah. and Jail versus the Baby's verse, 
and Jail Part 2. Yeah. The problem that I had with Jay-Z's verse is I didn't think that the verse was lazy. Like, this no, verse, I thought it was lazy. Yeah. I didn't think that that verse was lazy. To me, with with that particular verse, is like... Jay-Z, like, this album and, and everything surrounding this album... And the rollout of it, Marilyn Manson, the baby, the shit that Kanye was going through, some of the lines on the album, where things were with a, uh, cancel culture at the time, it was a very counterculture movement yes. with that art. And Jay Z is not counterculture. No, like Jay Z is like Jay Z is safe. Like I'm gonna. Yeah. So so the thing is, it's like, well, you're trying to come off count as counterculture. But yeah, but in your verse, you're literally telling Kanye to take the red hat off, which which is like the most anti counterculture yeah. thing you to do because the epitome of counterculture is this motherfucking rapper from Chicago rocking a MAGA hat. Yeah. That is like you probably don't get any more counterculture yeah. than that imagery right there. So don't come off like your counterculture. Yeah. Like no, yeah. like your establishment. If anything, your establishment. Whereas the baby. His verse, not yeah. only did I feel like it, it had a little bit more heart. The delivery was amazing. The, the delivery was amazing, yeah. but also he's on some counterculture yes. shit. Like, you motherfuckers try to take food out of my daughter's mouth because of some shit I said you didn't like, yeah. you know? Yeah, So that, that that was my problem. So with that verse uh, with Jail, I didn't think Jay-Z's verse was lazy. No. It's just the 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 ideology behind it, it I didn't think it was really cohesive yeah. with the record it was good enough to be jail part two uh, <laughs> and the bonus yeah. like tracks like all right cool yeah. jay-z did that here yeah jay-z's should have been part two yeah and the babies should have been just jail yeah i would have been, been cool with that but but yeah like so i feel lately jay-z is showing his age which I don't necessarily have a problem with because I felt like he showed his age on 444. He did. And I dug it. Yeah. I dug it. Like, it's just, but it, it's just. But you're now, you, you see, you, when you're on 444, you could be on Jay-Z shit. You're in your arena. Mm -hmm. But now you're you're like, you're showing your age in the sense of like. You're showing your age kind of like. Uh, a bit like you're not Michael Corleone, you're Vito Corleone type shit. Like you're you're still good, and you know how to maneuver, but it's like it's a new world and it's a new way to handle things. And so you're getting on a song with Kanye, who's at his peak, and he clearly every time you're you're within the realm of of the rappers that are in that realm. So Pusha T, Kanye, and you're featuring, you're you're getting either outclassed or like your verse lacks yeah because you're next to push a t yeah and so yeah 444 you did show your age but you showed your age under your arena and also what you're on also 444 was a while ago now yeah you know what i'm saying so so to me it's like yeah i don't know man like you're not quite eminem bad but like don't just maybe it's don't get on a track if, yeah. if you know but at the same time too is probably push a T it was like, Eminem though like that shit is a travesty because going back to the whole cultural uh, cultural references yeah Eminem used to be the king of that shit yep 
And it's just like now it's like the, a time where you would need something like that the most. Like, for instance, I really loved and we talked about this in pre-production and, and, uh, and it's almost dry. The line where Pusha T's like insecure, insecure bitches get lip fillers. Yeah. <laughs> like that's very cultural relevant because like that's a big thing now. That's a big thing. And it's like I'm caught like I'm addressing that there's a lot of insecurity out there. Yes. And this is how it is. We don't fuck with bitches that fuck uh, 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 TikTok motherfuckers. Yeah, that was badass. It's like yes. it's like these motherfuckers are lame as fuck. They're whack as fuck. Like we don't, you know, yeah. the the realists and the illists, they don't fuck with you. All all the, this motherfucker, all he needed to do was drop was uh was drop a line about all these basic ass bad bunny bitches. Oh, like, something damn. like that. How how epic would that have oh, been? Hell yeah, that you know what I'm saying? Great. But like like. He drops lines like that. Eminem used to drop lines like that. Yeah. Eminem, you don't get nothing like that from him anymore. No. So to me, I feel like Pusha T, in a way, he has the capacity to fill that void. But he needs to change the ratio in, in the sense of lower the, the coke rhymes and enhance the cultural reference yeah. lines. Because yeah, you're older too, like yeah, and that's the thing. Like, how much longer can you go with 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 that? Yeah. That I want to call it a gimmick, but with that, uh, in a way, yeah, yeah. Because like Drake, that was a one good thing that Drake did when dissing Pusha T. But, but the only good thing about the diss was he tried a reference to that. He just didn't do it well. Yeah, but he was like, "You're forty some talking about shit that what." Yeah, and so like I felt that the ideology was good, but Just he didn't deliver properly. Yeah, he didn't deliver properly. Whereas MGK, when he dissed Eminem, he delivered that properly. Yeah. Like you're old ass, like mad yeah. ass motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, where like Drake could have taken that approach and ran with it more. Yeah. So you saw. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like if Drake, if Drake would have had some help from MGK. <laughs> It probably would have been like an icier disc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would have been like, damn, that shit's going to be up there. Like, yeah. he'll probably still get destroyed by Push, but at least, like, because yeah. it was cause, a noble attempt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, because when Push came with the disc, there was no Coke bars. This yeah. is philosophy bars right now. Yeah. Me versus you. Yeah. Like, that's when I was like, oh, oh shit. Cold. This is cold as ice. Uh, another thing we, we talked about in pre production, and I, and, we were on the same page and that's crazy like the things that were on the same wavelength about like that those joker metaphors yeah like, like there's so many people i've seen reviews online and so many people are like oh man that shit is so cold it's like did you even watch the joker those <laughs> did- are the same people that think that the part is good but when you ask them like to break that shit down like oh it's, it's cops <laughs> <laughs> Irish mob. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Like, you don't, obviously don't know because like there's nothing that Arthur Fleck and Pusha T have in common. No, like the the uh, the Night King shit. That was cool. That was like a solid ass metaphor. But Arthur Fleck, like yeah. how? Like explain that one to me. Yeah, that's what. You know what? What is it? What what outlet is it? Fuck, I forgot it, what outlet it is that that um. Which I've thought about doing that for for the audio ape shit, where they they uh sit a rapper down and they ask them questions about particular songs and like ask them to give like a deeper meaning. Yeah. Behind certain lyrics. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I would like to see because I, I, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know it? exactly what you're talking. Genius I, does it. Oh, is it genius? Yeah. yeah. So that's what I wanted to know. What outlet it was, but I would like to know, like, why Arthur Fleck of all the Jokers? Like, why did you resonate with that Joker? Because like, I don't see any correlation between Arthur Fleck and Pusha T. No, I could see a correlation between the Dark Knight Joker and Pusha T. Yeah, and even more so. Jack Nicholson's Joker and Pusha yeah. T, but like Arthur Fleck, like this is like a recluse ass, yeah, nobody ass kind of weirdo guy. Yeah. Like that's not actually a hot ass bar would have been juxtaposing Jack Nicholson's Joker, like you're Arthur Fleck and yeah, uh, and and then like saying I'm on some yeah, like if you did that, I'll be like, damn, this yeah. motherfucker really like went there. Yeah, like like uh like our your your Arthur Fleck uh on some incel shit. I'm Jack Nick uh uh yeah. uh, uh with your, with a mask on your bitch because you know yeah the bitch with the mask yeah. something <laughs> like that. Like, and, like yeah. even like Jack Nick, even that's like kind of sounds dope, you know. Yeah, do whatever with that, yeah. like yeah, that would have been more. But don't confuse that I can't rap anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but like another thing too, it's like. The laugh I didn't have a problem with because he like throughout the album he had that Joker laugh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, but that's more of a that's more of like you're like you're using that as a tool. Yeah, the ambiance yeah, of the whole album. You're creating an ambiance. Yeah. I don't. Th- but that's not. But when you come make the metaphor, that's different. Yeah, to be. Yeah, because <coughs> I literally when he said that he was on. I forgot how the line went. That's um, Arthur Fleckin, motherfuckers. I was like. I, I kind of like thought about it. I, was like, I don't, I don't, eh, yeah. I don't see that. Yeah. It just didn't If I was him. there, I would have been like, nah, fam. Like that shit. Like, did you watch the movie? Cause you, I don't think you've seen the movie. You <laughs> clearly did watch it on mute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They said they had, yeah, that's what it was. These moments had it on mute. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I, I, I guess my last, uh, criticism of the album and we talked about this also was uh, with Jay Z's verse. The fact that you feel like you need to acknowledge Faison love, yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of inconsistent thought process is this. So, like, Fifth would poke you. Nah, I'm not gonna address that. Game would poke you. I'm not gonna address that. Like, rappers of like real skill, yeah, that yeah. people were aware were poking you. Faison Love, who's like irrelevant, says, oh, yeah, Jay-Z's a fraud. And, but that's the f- guy you feel like you need to address. Like, yeah. it wasn't like a a, 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 a flat out diss, but it was just you're addressing it. Like, of all things, of all people, that's the guy you choose to address. I don't know. That's sort of like weird. It's like, what was it that he said that got to you, you yeah. know, versus these other motherfuckers yeah. in the past? Yeah, that that didn't sit well with me either because it's like it's kind of like bitch made to me. Like, yeah. Well, who is if you if you're really Jay Z and you don't listen to the noise, you, know, you listen to it on the wrong time. Right. Yeah. Oh, and then lastly, don't don't forget too. Like we were kind of switching around tracks when uh, in pre production. Like what what album? And you made a good ass valid ass point. I didn't even think of this. And so after that, I think this is a problem that that I had with the album. Had the album started with "Dreaming of the Past" as the intro, yeah. So classic you, shit. It could have you, you. It could have been curated better. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. 
Because because I never even <clears> thought, but like that being the beginning, that's just yeah. like it would have been different. It would have been like, damn, okay, this is different. It's sort of and. If you notice, the album kind of gets darker after that. Yeah. So it would have started off kind of like you know sunshineish. Yeah. And then and then get darker. So yeah, that it could have been curated. And really, those two songs that came before Brambleton and Let the Smoker Shine the Coop, you could really got. Or you know what? I would keep Let the Smoker Shine the Coop. Get rid of Brambleton. Start with Dreaming of the Past. After Dreaming of the Past. Let the smoker shine the coop. Yeah. The two songs that you could get rid of though is "Call My Bluff" and uh, "And Air It uh, Open Air." Yeah, you could get rid of those two tracks. You don't. Yeah. Even, yeah. Open air, call my bluff, cut that. Brambleton, I would. I I, I wouldn't care. I don't. I don't need it. Yeah. It's I, telling a story. Like, I, I I respect him for the the effort of storytelling. Yeah. But it's telling a story that I don't think anybody really cares about. Yeah, like it's a story that if you're like on your first album, back, maybe yeah. Like had it been on Pusha, uh, uh, my name is my name. Yeah. Okay. Or even Darkest Before Dawn. But like this is a, a story that you probably should have told then. Yeah. You're, you're not that person. It or, would be not like, that you're not re- that person. Remember, remember uh, off uh, Eminem's second album that Kim track. Yeah. It'd be like him like making that track now. Uh, no one cares. It's anymore. like okay. It's like. A good song, but like it's like it's so irrelevant. But yeah. fucking with Eminem and his late ass references, he fuck around and do do some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, yep, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's our review of uh, of uh, overall. I would give it about like eight out of ten. What would would you? Yeah, eight out of ten. Yeah. Well, that's our review for Pusha T's. It's almost dry. Check it out. Also, if you want to check out some other great rap and hip hop, go to. Uh, any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes and our catalog pops up. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, give us a five-star review. Five-star review. Five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, you could go to our website. You could donate an amount of your choosing. And if you know somebody that likes the stuff that we talk about, please share with them. We're on all podcast platforms. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.